to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Rick. How you doing, Jesse? I'm doing fine. We spent uh, a lot of time just me talking about how much I like AD Circus and Black Panther. And then we went on to a very deep rant and very deep cut about how Jeff Goldblum is so Jeff Goldblum in a world where there is Jeff Goldblum and we should have more Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And also, he's like really hot. So, you know, that's also another thing. That's a thing that I still need to talk about my therapist because for some reason, just real attractive to made in their 60s. Don't know why. It's weird. Okay, but <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's move on and talk about the person we're going to talk about today. Some might say he's over mind. I can't think of a pun. His name is Overmind. <laughs> Overmind? <laughs> yeah, what do you think Overmind is? Overmind. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We are reaching back now. I, I want to put a very big head on the guy. I, I've, you've got to put a big head on the guy, Overmind, but I, I, I think it's just... I think that's too easy. I do believe that Overmind... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. Is Overmind a computer? No. Okay. No, I'm going to give you this. All three of the people we're talking about, they're just buff dudes. Right. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Overmind is a... I want to say a, a celestial? Uh, No, you're close to it, though. He was engineered by the Celestials because he's an Eternal. Oh, <laughs> God. One of the Eternals. <laughs> I hate the Eternals. <sighs> but but uh, so, Overmind. Overmind. What do you think his power is? Um, I believe he has super intelligence. Uh, Either super intelligence or telepathy. Uh, I'm going to give you like a half point on that. All right. Also, he's just a buff dude. So he's just a buff dude. So overmind, but he's put all of his uh, experience, all of his experience points into uh, strength and uh, and dexterity. More like strength and intelligence. Oh, he did put intelligence. He's so. like a buff wizard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so his real name is actually a name that I named one of my orcs. Uh, Grom. Grom. Actually, no. Yeah. Actually, no. That's the orc god of war. Grom. Um, but yeah, his real name is Grom. And I'll show you how he looks. Oh, I remember this guy now. Yeah. You'll remember from that issue of Fantastic Four where it was nothing but a novel about. <laughs> yeah. So yep. he is. Created by Celestial. Yeah. Eternal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he, um, so he's a former gladiator and former conqueror. Also, wait, this is the last day of the conqueror and warlord week, and we're uh, ending the last day with Overmind. Yes, kind of a little bit of a letdown, a little bit, but you know, actually, uh, there's a lot of letdowns doing this podcast. I'm just like, hmm, yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> that wasn't a great character, especially when you're talking about Eternals. 
he doesn't have a legal status. Isn't Big Buff Dude one? He was also known as Champion of Champions. His birthplace is Planet Eternus, somewhere in the Andromeda Galaxy. Alrighty. And guess what? What? He's single. So ladies. Really? Ladies. No, no, no woman has picked up this fine, fine slab of meat? Nope. I mean, nope, not at all. I mean, if you get this guy, here's what you get. You're going to get you're going to get the red beard. Does not the full beard, just the Lincoln, you know, bottom beard. That's what you're going to get. You're also going to have a guy that comes with his own can opener. I mean, this guy can use his head as a can opener. It's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, we did not describe him. Uh he's basically in all metallic armor, but like he has like a muscle shirt <laughs> armor. It's it's like this weird SM bondage kind of thing. Yeah, and he has uh and he has like it's hard like it's hard to describe it honestly, so just look at the picture at Hodgepod Group or at Alphabet Flight on Twitter. But but the, the headpiece the headpiece we can say it's it's this headpiece that's got two flanges out to the side that come up into a point and are the serrated kind of like a serrated knife going down as a kind of a fin on on either side. Yeah, and you can tell he does a lot of neck mu- uh, neck exercises because it's completely gone. So he probably uses it to saw down well, trees. You see, he can't move his neck when 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 somebody comes up next to him, like to talk to him. He has to turn his entire body. He can't turn his neck because it, it it's impractical. He's got a strife thing going on here. Is what it is. I don't think it's at strife level yet because I don't not think yet. he stabs no. himself every yeah. time he moves. No, but only if, when he tries to lay down at night. And, and if if his ear is itching and he goes to itch his ear, he will lose his hand. Like his entire arm will come off. Well, that's why he has metal gloves. Yeah, good point. Good point. So, um, but uh, he first showed up in Fantastic Four issue one eleven. No, wait, one fifteen. Wait, that's wrong. One thirteen. This book, this book is actually off by one, hmm. two, two things. Yeah, but he showed up in one, one thirteen. Um, the power of the overmind. The power. It, it has a and it has an interesting cover. It's like uh, his body is kind of like s- making panels almost. It's like the fate of the thing. The speaker watches the torch in action and much, much more. <laughs> Ah, uh, gotta like those good old covers. So, uh, he was born on the ancient planet of Internus. A, a member of a highly advanced belligerent race of humanoid aliens that are now extinct. I'm sorry, I need to go back because I'm looking at this cover now. And this has one of my favorite things in the world. The Watcher Speaks. The Watcher. He speaks all the time. Who only, his only job is to observe and not interfere the watcher speaks carry on see see what he does is he only interferes when something is world ending like someone has a shoe untied or oh oh no i have to interfere that person's about to step in some gum that person's about to step in some gum i heard that you're about to have a really bad day i just want to warn you just real quick 
your day's going to be a little bad because it's going to rain and you don't have your umbrella. You, you might really want to rethink that chili dog because you've got acid reflux and there is no Tums nearby. You are going to need to just change your oil. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but the, the watcher speaks watcher about- speaks. Whenever he needs to, which is all the time. And also, this is before he became like a giant baby-headed person. He's just a buff dude with a tiny head. And he's not like a tiny baby with a giant baby head. Yeah, they kind of flipped that around, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I like I like it when he has the proportion of a baby, but like 10 feet tall. <sighs> okay. Over, over mind. He was a part of a group of people that is... um. That were belligerent and now extinct. And eons and eons ago, Eternians learned to control aging and eliminate natural death. To prevent overpopulation, the Eternian government sanctioned an interstellar warfare and conquest and regularly claimed the lives of multitudes. Um, When enemies could not be found to wage war against, the government held gladiatorial uh, spectacles called the games <laughs> hey have you seen the games last night yeah i saw the games last night they're pretty darn cool um i i think some really cool stuff happened with the games and and oh, i bet i lost some money on the games so he was a naturally skilled gladiator who learned who earned combat in combat the title of champions of champions um, soon after his coronation. <laughs> champion of champions. You can't just be the champion. You can't be the best champion. We're, we're going to name you the champion of champions. But, okay. Here's here's the thing about being a champion. There could only be like one, sure. basically. So if he's the champion of champions, that means there's other champions, which means he's not the champion. Comics. So, soon after his coronation. Of being the champion of champions, apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, the Eternians covered gigantic. It's, it's the same as having. It's the same as having a gold medal for your gold medal. Yeah. So the Eternians cover, discovered Gigantus, a huge planet which dwelled an equally advanced but peaceful civilization. They they immediately launched an attack upon the world. But it was several times larger than Eternus, about the size of Jupiter. Okay. Is, is this is this planet uh, Gigantus anywhere around planet 6G? Maybe. Okay. It is. You're not supposed to go there. No, no. I know and, we can't go there. So we should go to Gigantus because, you know. Yeah. Well, Gigantus is se- well, several hundred size larger. Sorry, I forgot to say. Several hundred size larger. But because it was so large, it became costly and difficult for the Eternians to keep on just destroying this peaceful race. <laughs> they bit off too much that they could chew. It's like that video of a uh, a shark eating a dead blue whale. He bit off way more than he could chew, but he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep at it. We're going to keep at it until we actually get through this whale. Then they are just like, you know what? Damn it, I'm tired of this war. I'm going to just destroy this planet. So they shower Gigantus with an immensely 
with immensely power nuclear weapons and detonated them, destroying the planet. Okay. A huge armada, armada, sorry, armada, armada, armada. of uh, Giganteans who learned the ways of war after eons of peace escaped the world's destruction and attacked Eternus in retaliation. Unprepared for such a devastating attack, the Eternians fell. The government realized that their f- that their race faced total extinction. Desperately, the Internians scientists prepared to transform Grom, the race's most outstanding physical specimen. I, I just into have, the I just have one question for you though. As I'm listening to this, I just realized that they made a mistake. The, this, these are they, these Eternians made a mistake. Why didn't they just go and talk to He Man? Well, then get Man of Arms on the case. God's sakes, you've got Ran Man sitting around. He's just sitting around, just you know, bouncing up and down in the air. You know, you got lots of choices. You got the Masters of the Universe there. You don't need this guy. Well, you know, they just they just don't know. All what? they know is to attack and not to pr- defend. What? Sorry, yep. my best Skeletor voice. <laughs> I like the only voice I know how to do is a mixture of Skeletor and the Monarch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the only voice I can do beside my own. Uh, so, but because this champion of champions was so physically awesome, they decided to put the collective consciousness and mental might of all Eternus into this one person. <sighs> Dear God, all eggs, one basket. We know this drill. This never works out for anybody. He's as as the surviving population of Eternus marched into huge synthesizing uh, chambers scattered uh, across the planet. Their brains were converted into pure mental energy and projected into Grom. Okay, it's, the way you just described that, I just saw like some EDM guy over there just like playing a synthesizer as all these people are walking into it. And EDM music going into Overmind. <laughs> so, uh, when it was complete, only the scientists who conducted the process were left alive. And then he was launched into space to incubate, while learning to control the powers of his group mind. Eons passed. Once then again. Rom- once again, nothing could possibly go wrong. Then Grom emerged as the Overmind, a warrior who possessed the collective conscious, the collective psionic power of one billion brains, and carried the memory uh, of the subliminal message to subdue the universe. The, he first, the first inhabited planet he came across was Earth, but then he was defeated by the Fantastic Four. With the uh, with the aid of the enigmatic creature, I mean, a, a alien named the Stranger. Oh, yeah, the stranger. That guy's a jerk. Yeah, the stranger claimed to be the embodiment of the collective psionic powers of all surviving Giganteans. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most awkward blind date in the world. So the stranger proved to be more powerful than the Overmind and shrunk the Overmind to a microscopic uh, stature. And exiled him to a moat of dust. Aww. Do you want to know why the stranger had more powers? It's because Gigantus is several hundred sides larger. It probably had way more people. <laughs> it's a number of games at that point. 
Is this the same stranger that turned Magneto into a baby? I don't think it is. It's a I different think this stranger. Is just, I think this is just a different stranger. How many strangers does Marvel Comics have? Jeez. So many strangers. No one introduces themselves. So, I mean. So, several years later, a demonic creature named Noel, the Living uh, Darkness, located the uh, Overmind and decided to use him as a pawn in his scheme of conquest. Oh, oh, I looked it up. Yes, it's the same one. It's the same one? Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Also, also, one of the best things, one of the best reaching back into continuity things, is when Magneto was put on trial, um, his defense at being an international terrorist was, well, I was turned into a baby, then aged back into <laughs> So, so so everything that happened before I was I, I was turned into baby doesn't count because baby defense. Baby defense. It's just like the Chewbacca defense. Yeah, this is it's the same stranger, yeah. After after his little fight with the uh, Overmind. Um well he had Ego the Living Planet and then uh they had the thing with Magneto and the Defenders. I should have known because it was the seventies. It was it was early 70s before the X-Men were actually considered a good comic. Yeah. But so, um, that stuff with Magneto, that was... Yeah. Yeah, no, Magneto, that was, yeah, that was during early Defenders, wasn't it? Uh, was X-Men Volume 1. Yeah, 11? so that was before the, the big reboot. Yeah. In 76, I want to say. 75, 76. Yeah, that was 70, but, 75, 76, but that thing was pointing out X-Men 11. It's weird. Oh, no, that's that's when the stranger... Okay, the first time that they met the stranger was X-Men 11. So, yeah, this is all old stuff there. And so, Noel the Living Darkness located over mine and used him as a pawn for his scheme of conquest. But then... But, however, he restored Internian the attorney into his original power and stature. And he accidentally transported uh, Overmind to an alternate Earth. Uh, the one which he met his defeat on. And this Earth was the home of the Squadron Supreme, which I actually have uh, the omnibus of Squadron Supreme. Oh, and I still have not read it yet, because I got it and just never read it, even though I like the Squadron Supreme. <laughs> so... Best alternative versions of the JLA that ever existed. Technically. I know I'm pulling this. I'm pulling it. I'm actually and technically here. The whole. um, It was actually the first uh, critically, critically acclaimed deconstruction of superheroes. But Watchmen came out like, I think, a year later. And it kind of overshadowed. So yeah, there's no there's no contest there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still pretty. It's supposedly pretty good. I just haven't read it yet, but it's uh, because I just have it. Like, I can look at it right now. I see it. I can pick it up and read it. I also have two volumes of the Swamp Man saga, the Grant Morrison thing. Oh, yeah? I have not read them yet. Again, I can see them and I can pick up and read. But I, I, but I decided to buy new books instead of reading the stuff I have already. Apparently. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Uh, we have got way off track here we have okay but um so oh wait speaking of quarter supreme um 
He took, he mind controlled President Kyle Richmond, aka Nighthawk, the man who has the power of two men. Yes. When it's night. And when it's night. <laughs> You've been listening to uh, Tighten Up the Defense, I believe. Well, he's 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 no he's no uh, 3D man who has the power of three men <laughs> <laughs> all the time. He mind controlled him and other agents and conquered the Earth. <laughs> uh, but then Hyperion and uh, sent for reinforcements in person of the Defenders. Uh huh. And then. Uh, and then it being composed of the psychic union of six of the alternate Earth's most powerful telepaths aided in the struggle, and then neutralized Null and the Overmind. And uh, then his consciousness was driven out of his body. And and then the six telepaths were just like, hey, we're not billions of minds, but we're six minds. We're going into his body. So who were the, the telepaths, did it say? No, it just says there's six of them. <laughs> Um, so then he was possessing a benevolent mind and a small fraction of his, uh, former mental might. He returned with the defenders through their world and he assisted the defenders in several, uh, exploits. And he resided in Dr. Strange's mansion. Um, but then he just kind of mysteriously disappeared. And, uh, the way he did that was he used his mental powers to be like, Hey guys, I didn't exist. <laughs> he did the Irish goodbye out of their brain. I just, I, I just mentioned, you know, tighten up the defense. I, I'm going to be looking forward to. I have about another seventy or so issues hearing um, Hub talk about this guy. See, oh, <sighs> I can't wait, honestly. But one of the things that I want to point out is like the whole part up at least up to right before he came to earth that was the whole first issue he showed up in yeah it was just that story exactly with like i think like five pages of something but not that story i mean you could make a movie out of that thing not a good movie but you can make a movie out of that thing well, I just, I just like that he was defeated by just like, yo, you know that plane he defeated? Well, we made one of you, but more better. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> get on, get on this mode of dust. <laughs> you loser. You tiny loser. <laughs> you and your billion minds. I have seven billion minds. And from on a my bigger pinky planet. toe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <sighs> Yeah, so he's 10 foot tall. Yeah. Weighs uh, 750 pounds. But he carries that 10 foot tall to make him look like a much bigger dude. He kinda, you know what? He kind of looks massive. No, like, you know what I'm looking at, honestly, what it feels like? He looks, he sound, he looks like one of those massive people who's short. If you know what okay, I'm talking about. All right, I can see that. I can see that. Like, like someone who's like, you know, under the average height, but like super built. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has a proportion of that. And because his torso, torso is like real squat. And I think that's why. But, um, so he possesses uh, superhuman strength. He can lift about 10 tons under optimal conditions. 
but whenever he's using a psionic energies, he can lift 70 tons for brief intervals. Oh, that makes sense, you know. So mind he's no, over he's matter. No, so he's no orca. No, no, no. No, not an orca at all. He's he's kind of pushing kind of kind of pushing a little bit up there towards the Odin range. Yeah. Now, if he had the belt that transferred the power of orcas to him, if he had that belt and he had some sweet ass guardian gear, I mean, he could he could be a space pirate. This guy could be Actually, a space pirate. You know what? He could be a background character, a background Asgardian uh, Actually, uh, warrior. If he wants to get his creds to be a space pirate, he's got a, he he's even got the look of a of a little bit of an um oh, the guy from uh Moby Dick. Oh, Ahab. Ahab. He's got a bit of an Ahab look to him. If he hunts down a certain killer whale, that's how he gets that belt. I think we got our own little slash fiction here. I think we do. And of course they kiss. Oh, of course. Because that's what Ahab did at the end. Well, I mean, uh, he's got to give him a kiss before he, you know, like, you know, right across the neck there. Yeah. Um, Because at the end of Moby Dick. uh, Oh, oh, yeah. Ahab Ahab kisses the whale. Yeah. Yeah. And the whale totally doesn't kill him because it's not a metaphor for obsession or anything. And just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's no whaler man roll in the oh. middle of this really dense book. Oh my God. That was a whale okay. of a tail there. All right. Yep. But uh, speaking of, he has uh, he also has like red hair and black eyes. So it's a thing. Sweet red hair. Um, Do you think he dies? Uh, I don't. I think he's natural. It's the blood of the billions. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. So he possesses superhuman, superhuman physical attributes. Sure. Due from his alien nature, as well as his vast psionic powers. He is um, overmind. Yeah, he is the ultimate physical specimen of an ancient alien race. His body is far superior than a human in strength endurance and resistance to energy he's also virtually immersal immortal but is it more superior than man with the strength of two men i don't know <laughs> i don't think it is because you know what <laughs> if you have the strength of two men you might as well have the strength of all of america all all <laughs> nighthawk sucks <laughs> uh, okay He's like if Batman sucked even more. If Batman was not interesting <laughs> and a jerk, a, more of a jerk. Oh, actually, more of actually, a jerk. More of a jerk. Don't don't get don't. Just because Kyle is a jerk doesn't mean Batman is not also a jerk. But Batman's a charming jerk. <laughs> Kyle is just a jerk. <laughs> Um, he can scan the thoughts of others and project his own thoughts into other people's minds. Again, overmind. He can project illusions of of opaque three dimensional objects in the minds of those who so in the minds of those within their field of vision. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. Um. He also possesses limited psychokinetic uh, abilities, enabling him to levitate objects. Um, He can also make a psychokinetic energy uh, force 
I mean, blast, uh, it's concussive, of course, because there's never like any other type of blast in the Marvel Universe, apparently. No, no, no. no. Including uh, good old Cyclops with his concussive force Force out of his uh, eyes that are actually portals to an infinite, uh, to a realm of infinite kinetic energy. (sighs) You know, you know, I I am perfectly fine with old school um, ideas of Cyclops and the fact that he is just a mutant who, you know, he charges up through the sun and... Don't mess with Cyclops. He my man. He my man. Oh, I hate Cyclops. That, that's but... my that's that's my one cosplay that I've got, man. I got my one cosplay of of Cyclops. I I really dislike Cyclops. In fact, I hated him so much I barely talked about him in his episode. It just did a <sighs> Mojo verse uh, Space Jam. You see, uh, you see, you, you're one, you're a hater, and and there's no reason to hate. Cyclops is a good <sighs> dude. He's just totally misunderstood. The only good thing he did was kill Professor X. <laughs> which it's, is arguably a great thing to do because professor x is a is is awful. a jerk yeah so but um but speaking of people who is also a jerk yes um he can shoot like just concussive force that can kill a human at the range of 10 feet so you know that's something <laughs> if, if if he's at 11 feet he can stun him I'm mm. guessing. I guess. Like, it'd be like, ow, that oh, hurt. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Stop it. Stop. I, I, will, I will get a newspaper. Stop it. Like, like he's trying to blast you and you're just stepping back. Like, and he's just like, ah. <laughs> I'm at 11 feet. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at 11 feet. Still 11 feet. <laughs> I'm at 11 feet. So, um, as a group of intelligence made of six once uh, separate consciousness it has like a gestalt personality which is greater than the sum of its parts okay depending on you know which one is concentrating more it can you know come out as the dominant one but most of the time they're a gestalt and whenever that happens a, a illusion of the physical appearance of the person comes out I started thinking about is I am full of tinier men. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we're pretty much done talking about Overmind. Oh, it's just getting silly now. Yeah, we're pretty much done. <laughs> he's uh, he's a guy who he's was a-, a good fighter, and everyone's just like, "Yo, you're pretty good. Why don't you just take all these mines?" He's he's a pretty kind of cool character design. I just, uh, yeah, he's he's. He belongs in a movie. And um and I just like just like that the planet that they just attacked is just like we're gonna make one of them but better. <laughs> and it just showed up and just kicked his ass immediately. It's so it's good. Just, it's, it's not fair. It's not it's fair. so good. I love it. Oh so much. Oh, if if there's if there is anything that is just karmic retribution, that is it. (sighs) It's just (laughs) okay. So, um, yeah. So, do you have anything else to say? No, I'm 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 good on this guy. Um, he's got an interesting history, and it's kind of looking through it now. It's like, wow, he's he's bounced around and shows up every now and again. He's still kicking it out there somewhere, but 
He's just one of those cosmic characters that I could almost care less about. The you know what I know the sad thing is? Hmm. Almost all that history came from like one issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which made means it was a novel. Like like I like I said, like I said, Stan Lee should have like just sent that away for a bad B movie plot and called it a day. But And I, I can actually tell you exactly how many issues he's been in. So he was in one. See, I'm going through a lot of reprints. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Three. Four. Five. Seven. Seventeen. Twenty-one. Twenty-five. He showed up in twenty-five issues. Twenty-five issues since the 60s. And almost all of those were in the 70s. <laughs> He has not shown up in the the most recent thing he shown up in was a Thunderbolts. Yeah, something Civil War related. I saw that. Yeah, and Civil War. So like, he was only in one issue of Squadron Supreme too. So he wasn't even like he was more of like the villain of the week. <sighs> so yeah, that's uh, we haven't seen him for ten years. So Marvel Comics, let's bring him back. You, you got a gold mine here. <laughs> He's uh. Something you should definitely do. Yep. You should definitely keep in that plot where his race was just a dick to another planet that had more people in it. And I think it's time for him to get his vengeance. Revenge! Yep. <laughs> it's going to be a person who has one more mind <laughs> than he does. <laughs> Somebody's going to kick his dick in the dirt again. That's what's going to happen. It's like, yeah. oh, come on. It's my so. time now. <laughs> So, yep. Yeah, we're done. So, what's your plugs? Well, um, I am one half of Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. We are a bi-weekly podcast that goes through each issue of the most underrated comic from the 80s. The uh, That is Power Pack. So, come and join us where you can listen to my buddy Jeff and I drink some beer, talk about Power Pack, and make a lot of jokes. Unpacking the Power yeah, I- of Power Pack. I thought unpacking the power of the power pack was talking about Deathlock, the Demolisher, but you know, it's whatever. That would be um, unlocking the death of Deathlock. <laughs> see, like, because like part of me, part of me was just like, I can just buy this entire Deathlock compa- companion thing for like 20 bucks and probably get like a pretty good limited run podcast out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't. People are like, how long is your podcast going to go on? I said, well, there's 63 issues, but we're also looking at some of the other ones that they cross over with. And also now I'm looking at doing some interviewing of people. So I can stretch this out for a long time and we're doing every other week. I mean, I'm, I'm in for a good three years now. So I've been doing this for almost two years that I'm only halfway through and I do this three times a week. See, <laughs> see, I, I, I. I don't have that time. <laughs> well, I also have the Marvel Pets Handbook, which I eventually want to talk about. That would be cute. Yes, because we get to talk about Miss Lion, which is yes, Aunt May's, Aunt May's dog. dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about her. We can talk. Uh, there, there's, there's a, there's a uh, Avengers pet thing that's out there. The, the, they all got the Infinity Stones or something. Yeah. 
Anyways, what do you have to plug, sir? Um, I'm tired of doing my plugs, so just listen to any of my plugs I do the <laughs> couple of times I've, I, like, for real, like, I had two other episodes, so, like, listen to those. Well, d- while we were talking about this and we were going off on a, on a tangent about um, whales, I-, I-, I thought of something that I think we should have brought up when we did Orca, but I wanted to bring it up now. If you get the chance, look on YouTube from something from Oregon. It's from the 70s, where a whale washed up on a beach, and it's this giant whale, and they didn't know how to get rid of it. So they they contact the, the city or county that, that it was in, contacted Oregon Department of Transportation, and they sent out a group of engineers, and they thought, well, the best way to do this is if we stuff a bunch of dynamite into this whale and blow it up. And a film crew, a local news film crew, got out there and videotaped it, and you can find the footage of them videotaping this. Uh, the guy's name is Paul Linden, I think, who's the reporter. It is the most hysterical thing you will ever see in your life. It is just bad idea theater, and it is beautiful. So I think I want to bring in as a hypothetical. So Orca, at the time, you know, he escaped from from probably the raft which was yeah 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 you know sea prison great place to put atlantean um he's like 20 foot tall 24 foot tall that seems about the same how big is a blue whale yeah yeah that that seems about right yeah if he you know let's just say you could have a a a well meat chunks uh uh-huh um you could do the same thing but with orca yeah yeah um it, it would end as badly as this did. I'm serious. Yeah, so. Look it up. This will this will be your homework, kids. Look up yeah. uh, exploding whale, Oregon coast. You are welcome. Also, uh, they had a fun um, call the illusion of that in the movie that I insist is a good movie, Hancock. <laughs> yes. Um, where where like they're just like hey we need to save this whale and he's just like cool (laughs) and flings it yeah yeah (laughs) so it's pretty good i insist that hancock is a good superhero movie i have i i like that movie i haven't sat back down and rewatched it in a while but i did enjoy it, it will smith is extremely charming and and they just needed to tweak a little bit with the end he's will smith what do you want yeah yep yeah, and uh, he's also a secret Scientologist, so keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, yeah. So listen to my other episodes if you want me to do plugs, because I'm done with them. Just done, done. <laughs> I hate doing plugs. Done them twice. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll let you skip out on them this time. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. See ya.